And we are live once again. Welcome to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Praddy, and this is episode 24, part five. Yeah, this is part five. This is the fifth part of episode 24. We've done four so far. So, uh, welcome back to those who few who've been listening since part one. But to those of you who are joining us right now, I'll just give you a brief introduction of how this epi- particular episode is structured. Basically, throughout the month of January, I'll be interviewing a whole load of guests and fans of different clubs from around the world, and we'll get their thoughts on certain topics of their choice. Yeah, I've completely given them the liberty to choose whatever they want to talk about, and as well as. we will get what their favorite moments were from last year that's 2019 as well as from the previous decade yeah because we are in 2020 fudge uh but like so now we're going to talk about real madrid because it's like obviously one of the biggest clubs if not the biggest club in the world and to and joining me on this podcast is our resident real madrid fan Junaid. hello <laughs> back at it again yo <laughs> yeah man yeah, uh, yeah it's like it's 2020 guys jesus like you know like who would ever expect i'd live this long <laughs> but yeah <laughs> who'd expect we'd all live this long wasn't the world supposed to like end in 2012 or something like that oh jesus christ man yeah i mean it was but like my god like did anyone really fall for it i was like man i ain't gonna die without seeing at least one champions league trophy like you know lifted by real madrid so i'm um, thank god that didn't happen but i'm ready for it now because we haven't lifted anything yet so <laughs> so yeah so i mean like yeah i mean this whole decade is at least one of the trophies is do- totally been dominated by real madrid uh, oh I mean, yeah. obviously the champions league but yeah i mean we let let's you wanted to discuss uh, i mean we'll discuss the yeah of course kind of like the the difference in fortunes of real madrid in the two competitions that they kind of battle for every year one is the champions right. league and the la liga obviously right. one's been more consistent than the other uh, yeah, and yeah winning three champions leagues on the trot is no mean feat i mean to get to the final yeah. itself of one champions league itself is like a big thing so it's impressive yeah to do it like consistently three years in a row and to win it also is is a big feat yeah i i i agree that yeah i, I mean for so long we've been waiting for real madrid to get la decima right yeah we have i mean it was yeah, it, it was eventual but no one really expected it to happen like in a row you know so but i mean la decima was before with carlo ancelotti but i mean like right. you you'd expect like la decima to i mean you got you got la decima and you everyone was thinking okay maybe that's it for real madrid another trophy may one maybe in the near future but to think that you got la decima after a long long wait which is probably some like 10 years or something because 2002 was your last one yeah 2002 was our last yeah, yeah so like, 10 10 to 11 years you waited for the for that one trophy and then right. you go and win it for 3 years running like a couple of years later <laughs> so, yeah exactly right. to be honest we were like thinking yeah okay here's to another a decade to win the next one you know but uh they just blew us blew our minds by winning it consistently 3 times and it was not just luck it was not just luck i think it was like it, it was like written in the stars or something their their performance is just amazing they played well as a team together everything and you know it's uh, they were definitely the most dominant team in europe for those 3 years for the 5 years sorry so you know it was it was pretty much it was it's pretty much uh, it was it was fantastic i don't think like you know any any other team you could come that close to doing what real madrid did otherwise you know but maybe hopefully i'm not saying that it's not possible i really like to see it i really like to see another team try it because that's the spirit of football at the end of the day you want to see stuff like this happening in and out it keeps you in keeps you excited like you know so i'm i'm re- yeah. let's see what the future holds yeah 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 i mean like i mean, like as a liverpool fan we've been to two finals in like two years so and right we're mm-hmm. supposed favorites even to be to go 
go the distance even this year as this current year, champions. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, possible because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, like, uh, like, sorry to cut you off, but like, yeah, it's possible because Madrid didn't win. Like, you know, we wanted, like, you know, obviously once. And then the next year, obviously, we didn't win it. And then we went on to win it three times. So, Liverpool could be the team. I mean, looking very strong in Europe right now. Like, obviously. So, who knows? It could ha- it could happen. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I see a lot of similarities, at least, between Real Madrid and Liverpool in the way that they are so good in knockout tournaments. Because... Right. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, obviously, Liverpool's got the Anfield factor. I, for the past decade, Real Madrid had the Ronaldo factor. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, so, that's there, I mean, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, Ronaldo was a huge part of the really, I really can't to do it. Yeah, no, that's true. Definitely. But I just, like, I, I can't say that you guys have the Bernabeu factor as such because it, it wasn't really uh, like that kind of a fortress as much. I mean, you, your players did quite well anywhere they went. I mean, sure, of course. Like our players, like played a huge uh, factor into winning. Because, like I said earlier, yeah, sure, we had one of the best, one of the best players in the world, like you know, performing with us. But obviously, it takes another ten men to, like you know, help that, uh, help the team go on to win, like you know, to bring it, bring success, achievement to the club, and all that. So obviously, I I always give like huge credit to Cristiano because he's not just like just a fantastic player. He's also the knockout uh, stage uh, knockout stage king in Champions League. He's consistently scored like like you know more than more than seven eight goals just in the uh, knockout stages. Like you know, like, I remember that one season he scored like twenty Champions League goals in like one tournament. I was like wow, and he scored what eleven goals in the group stage itself. My goodness, so. That that itself is, in itself is a huge team, and you can, and like, and that was the kind of player player we had, like you know, with that kind of a player it was, of course, you to win a game you need goals, and he was a goal, he was a goal scoring monster, so that really like helped, you know, uh, us to achieve what, you know, uh, what we wanted. Obviously, I can say that also in two finals he was not very uh, prominent, like he was not really the main guy in two finals. Like, you know, it was mainly, like, the other players who stepped up. Like, either it was Gareth Bale or, uh, you know, Sergio Ramos. These guys really, like, stepped up. So, that's what you need. I'm not discrediting Ronaldo. I'm just saying that it takes... It, there are other players in Madrid who have also, like, you know, uh, 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 you know give, have uh, this thing uh, donated to the success of, like, you know, our European run. So, I just want to... I think, like... Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, it can't be only by one man. And despite his amazing yeah. stage records, I mean, like, I for me, I think like Real Madrid in the group stage kind of just get, like, they win, but it's not that convincing. But when you get to the knockout stages, that's when they, like, shine. And that's when he shines especially. Because exactly. I, I think yeah. when it comes to the knockout stages, I think even Matt, everyone starts to kind of, like, challenge Ronaldo saying that, oh, you can't do it this year, you can't do this, and then he just steps up his game. Exactly. Because, like, Average 7 yeah, goals. I mean, apart, in the apart, from that, yeah, apart from that one year where he scored that 11 goals in the group stage or whatever, but otherwise, yeah, he scores in the group stage, but it's like the knockouts where he really shines and like, really I mean, shines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the bulk of his goals come from there itself. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. But, so, like, Talking about the success that Real Madrid has had in Europe over the past years, and I mean, they are the most successful team in Europe, give it, and in the Champions yeah. League. I think yeah. 13 or 14, 13, 13, right? We have 13. Yeah, we have 13 titles. Yeah. Yeah, so 13 titles. I think that's six more than the next one, who's AC Milan with seven, and Liverpool yeah. is not six, so six and seven more yeah so i mean exactly. why, why is it that why is it that they found that much of a consistency when playing in these playing european clubs whereas when you look at the la liga stats or the la liga titles i'm not saying that i mean obviously the Emirates still have the most number of la liga titles but i think of in the past mm-hmm. decade or so which is the area that we're kind of focusing it's I mean, it feels like, yes, there are a couple of years where uh, yeah. Real Madrid have really gone for the title. But 
apart i think mm-hmm. i think to jose mourinho's uh, real madrid and then zidane's real Zidane's. madrid of late yeah but mm-hmm. i mean more often than not i think come the second half of the season uh, despite the great starts that real madrid have had they seem to like kind of shift focus maybe to the champions league because they do well there or can kind of just like say they they can i i won't say give away the lead but they kind of te- shift their focus away from the league and that's sort kind of i mean well I would, yeah. yeah yeah and i know where you're getting at i know where you're getting at but what you're trying to say is basically yeah so like uh that real madrid like sometimes tend to shift focus away when you when they think you know the league is okay yeah we're, we're losing this like forget it let's just focus on something we can win we need to bring at least a trophy home but uh, i i kind of disagree with that because so if you look at some of the league uh uh performances by real madrid we've it's not like we uh, uh, of course except for one season where we ended up fourth and there was the other season where we ended up third but uh, if you look in a run in a decades run like we've always been challenging barcelona like head to head it was like always toe to toe we always lose uh, the title by like one point one or two points so it's not like we really shifted away from the focus of la liga it's like we went really too hard in the champions league and you know and when it comes to barcelona it's like okay we have we have messi he can he can he himself can single handedly win this game for us but the problem with barcelona is they're over dependent on messi now when you're over dependent on one player like uh, like i i'm just like by the way just just in context like i don't want to like diss barcelona fans and all that but this is what i see like of course if you're going to like overwork a player like messi of course you're going to like like he needs to consistently perform in la liga he needs to consistently perform in champions league and i've seen that sometimes messi is kind of like okay i can do something here and like i can do something there but i can't do like a full 100% and he's tried that you've seen him how he's tried to carry barcelona in champions league game it's always not really him like everyone like whenever barcelona lose they kind of blame him but that's unfair because it's he's it's not it's not him only playing in the team it's like the whole team when the whole team doesn't start to perform and give him like you know that uh, it's to create some like you know play or anything like that of course the team is going to crash down and that's what you see like you know th- that happens in the champions league like you know when messi's not feeling 100% it's like the whole team the whole ship is going down instantly at least like you know maybe in champions league for real madrid okay we have ronaldo knockout king everything like that but at least like you know he uh, he gets that desire to become that kind of player not just individually based of course when the team wants to like you know give him that like yeah we'll give, we'll feed you all this kind of play everything you do what you what you do best at but for barcelona it's like they they never really rotate their team enough so they play the same team they play in la liga for the champions league so i think it was a lack of rotation which caused barcelona you know their their chances uh, their chances in champions league but anyway they were always playing their first team their priority was la liga you could see that they won like uh, eight trophies and you know consistently so that's a huge achievement in la liga record as well and that's like the best like honestly i have to give respect to that like of course it's not like some farmers league when you do it eight times consistently it means something like you know these guys are like the masters in la liga but when you see the champions league record it's not that great like you know they've not done anything to prove that they're like you know they can perform in these big stages why it's because like like i said again it's um, more of an issue with how they play like you know uh consistently with the same team now if they're able to rotate more or something like that then we can see like you know a change in barcelona's dynamic to go and perform bigger in the european stage in those three seasons where you know we won the champions league three times in a row zidane consistently like constantly changed uh, cha- kept on like rotating the team like for every game that's why we lost some dumb games but and every he was criticized a lot by it but at the end of the day he was like the last one <laughs> the last man laughing because why he it worked for him in his uh, in his blood in his favor he got the like 100% out of his players in all the champions league games we didn't even like lose any game we dominated all of those uh, like you know the two like fixtures so and we, that's how we like i could say we like you know uh, that's a that's a reason it's a very good factor in, into how we became like this thing like you know european champions but also it really like you know uh, 
there is a con in that. We did lose La Liga because of that. Except for like one season. Like the first season. We, like the first season he was with Zidane, it was not... He didn't rotate the squad much. But he started really in a second, second and third. So that's where like, you know, we lost like, like a lot. Because we lost some silly games here and there. And Barcelona, they were like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do Madrid's mistakes. We're going to play everyone every day. So that's how, like you know, they were a really consistent squad for every league game. That's how they got this status of being like you know eight eight trophies in a row. And if Madrid would keep kept doing the same thing in the Champions League, even we could have we we did that also. We consistently played a best team in all of the fixtures, in top form, in top recovery, everything. And that's how we won three in a row. So I think uh, if Barcelona were some do were to like you know copy that. Okay, like let's start resting some players here and there. Let's not be too over de- over dependent on Messi. Maybe they could, or even any other team, if they start like you know not depending too much on a single player, rotate constantly. Like, even if Liverpool can try to do that time to time, okay, like put uh, put Mane down, put Salah down, uh, give give Origi more of a chance, like put uh, Vinaldum down, put someone else in Lalana or something like that. You know, maybe they could also like do it again, uh, do it again this year. They could win it back to back. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, like that, yeah. that's uh, so. La Liga is pretty much like you know, when it comes to La Liga. This is what like Madrid need to like little improve on. I could say like okay, fine, you want to rotate your squad, but be be sure how you rotate the play uh, the kind of team you're playing against. Because now, if you look at La Liga, it's like insanely competitive. It's insanely. It's not like the uh, the last two seasons. I felt like there was a real shift in dynamic in how every team plays now. Now, if you look, uh, look at La Liga this season, it's it's wonderful. It's not like, uh, it's not like terrible for, well, like, I think like three seasons ago, there was a team that had like 18 draws in the first 18 games itself. I was like, what is that? Like, how does it, how does like, <laughs> not even a, not even a single win, like just 18 draws in a row. I'm like, dude, this is like ridiculous football. So, but now, if you look at the tables this year, it's like it's competitive. Everyone is performing. Everyone is giving everyone a tough time. Even Barcelona are getting it easy. Even if they're off form. Like, back in the day, if Barcelona off form, they'd still manage to get, like, more than four goals. Because they know the team they're going to go up against. But now, it's like, like they're, like, scraping past, like, you know, wins. Like, scraping past wins. Like, uh, un, like you know, un- unworthy of how they used to be and all that. But that's what it is. Now La Liga is way more competitive. Every team is trying to perform. They figured it out. Like, you know, we don't have to be scared of these big teams anymore. These big teams are more vulnerable than, you know, what, what they actually look like. So, that's... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, uh, but, I mean that, that, that's a lot to take in. But there's also a lot of points that I want to now get into because you actually gave yeah. me a lot of questions that i need to ask right now so oh, one course. is uh, be- before i get to that i i mean this barcelona as much as you want you have every right to as a real Madrid fan <laughs> you I did say from the start Manchester you, United. Say, you did say from the start of the podcast you can diss anyone there's no this thing so i went ahead <laughs> actually yeah all right but I, you brought up some really really good points when it comes to why La, La Liga has somewhat fallen from Real Madrid's grasp over the years as compared to a Champions League. And I think, okay, so a couple of questions on that. Do you think, it would then the responsibility be taken by Zidane by saying that Zidane's priorities were, let's get something that's more attainable, something where you don't have to stretch your squad out for 38 games, where you can perform best if you perform best on one day, that's good enough because you can get through that. I mean, it's a two-legged tie. If you if you go ahead and mm. dominate one leg and get like five goals or four goals, the next one is little relatively easy unless you're Barcelona. Now it's my yeah. this. But no, uh, no. I mean, even I I get your point there. Like even though there have been some like you know the first leg we win pretty much with a really good margin. Like I remember the Bayern Munich thing, and the and the first leg itself at at Allianz Arena, we hammered them four one. We in the second leg it was at the Bonabal, so that game we could have just taken it easy, you know, like not not play the everyone in the first team. We could have just rotated some people here and there, you know, and just hold the ball to the final whistle. But you know, but football it's it, football is football. Anything can happen in the second leg, and that's a superstition Zidane knows very well. 
like you know back in his real madrid days as a player like you know they in the second leg they always get like uh, like somehow some some crazy energy happens for for the opposing team that's like trailing or anything and you guys are the best like liverpool knows it the best like honestly you know that crazy energy even yeah yeah i mean even ancelotti at ac milan he did this yeah it happened to him as well liverpool like did it twice like it's it's fantastic you know what they did and and everyone is superstitious about that because every time in the second leg something can go wrong so zidane being like in his own mind a perfectionist or like maybe not a perfectionist just he's just paranoid okay i don't want to risk it like you know and it's sen- it's sensible on his part it it makes sense given that you you are the manager of real madrid where the bar is set so high that if you fail yeah. to even meet that you have to meet that exact thing if you fall even a little short then you're out of the job so i i completely yeah. get that and i mean it kind of makes sense in a way that he knows that he can get a trophy this way rather than and he is able to compromise it but obviously we saw like you said in the first, i think the first or second season where he won the la liga where he had to play these games but another reason why i mean apart from him being the kind i mean you said superstition but i, I yeah, yeah whatever you want to call it but apart from that do you think it's a squad that he has that he feels isn't like you know strong enough to battle on both fronts throughout like he's like you know i oh, well i, I can, yeah, then, yeah yeah i mean i knew you were going to get there i knew you were going to get there well and i was going to answer the same thing yes gareth bale he's like you know uh, the trump card that never seems to be at the top of the deck if you play any of those card games like he's always somewhere in the middle or the end when it's already like too late so like and you're already like destroyed in this game so thinking about so yeah of course we had like some major players who weren't in who weren't consistent with us like you know and then also injuries hit us and at the time of course we didn't have like proper replacements we didn't have like proper center back replacements whenever ramos got injured or veron got injured or marcelo or Carvajal. We never had a good replace, backup replacement for these guys. And also considering the midfield, it's the same case. We had to like we didn't have our youngsters like we have today, like Federico Valverde and any of those other guys. But like back at the time, we didn't have any like you know suitable replacements. And whoever we had, we just like loaned them away. We loaned half our young, youngsters away from the from the team, and we just kept like you know a strong starting eleven for like some things here and there. Like and but we did have like. other players but when they ever came on they never made huge like you know deal for us they never made a huge performance and I, like i said that's where it went wrong sometimes he would rotate these guys and they would just not perform and we would lose a game like that so you know like dumb games where we should have just won if we had a strong team so even that is like a factor it is zidane's thing like and just not zidane is a story real madrid's thing like you know we because we we've lost some of these players like i don't know gareth bale always came back during the knockout stages in the champions league but where was he from september to december nobody knows like you know so and we're probably think, playing golf somewhere of course like i i just walked into that like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean of course he was doing that but like you know when you don't have when you get these when you have these it's not like he's like some small player he's a big player for us we could have like really used him in the league you know and in the league it like sanchez ronaldo like i said when you're over dependent on your world class player it's like shit tends to happen like you know so he, we were too over dependent on ronaldo i mean he liked it and he didn't he didn't care he got like one or two goals somehow we'd lose three goals by three goals or something but he was happy he's like i scored my one or two goals like this is my record i'm trying to create here but of course like i can say he was a little bit annoyed at the loss but the thing is like you know when this is this is what happened we were too over dependent on ronaldo and this and obviously we didn't have enough players like you know like whoever were on injury like and in, in the worst of moments or suspended due to yellow cards like you know there a lot of factors were there we just didn't have we had replacements but they were not like you know real madrid like level replacements they're just like okay side guys here and there they're just there like but you know they never had the edge to do any play create any of these things they were just stand-ins so you can't win a te- win games with stand-ins like you know even if you're real madrid or any club in the world you need at least someone who can perform 
and if it's not the case then it's difficult for any team sometimes they just scrape for a draw or get a scrappy win but it's like unconvincing in the end and it's and like but for us we were unlucky in that we kind of lost almost every game that day or drew just it's just like terrible like what happened to us in the league but is it done i i get it i get it i mean it it, it makes complete sense like w- yeah. the point that you're trying to make it, it i i i could see that while watching real madrid that when they had like a champions league game and then they had to rotate and they played probably like a saturday or a sunday the league mm-hmm. it would always be a probably a weakened squad where uh, i mean ronaldo being ronaldo always there but i mean otherwise than that yeah, the not everyone was is... not as fluid yeah exactly you're right exactly even t- i i don't want to sound like a complete mourinho but yeah also fixtures were there dude like there were the fi- pro- problematic fixtures for us here and there even the spanish cup like you know it just happened to be there during like you know or the same week we had to play a champions league game we had to play like somewhere on a monday night because of like you know some crazy dumb shit the spanish fa do and then like you know obviously the following tuesday night you had to do you had to play the champions league game. i remember that that's why we've not even consistently won a copa del rey because we focus too much on other things and i don't know a copa del rey yeah sure that one season we won it was a big big deal for us because we never like we, we hadn't won it in like so long and then zidane never won it as a player so he won it as a manager and that was like a huge achievement for him but either way like i'm sure in his mind it was not a big big deal like the biggest deal came from winning the champions league I think that's something he was really looking forward to because he knew it was winnable with the squad he had and even like in the end he knew what the league was going to be like like if I use these players in the league like you know I'm going to take a 50-50 that Barcelona are also going to like you know it's like uh, focus more on the league like and he knows that sorry he knows that Barcelona are going to focus more on the league so he's going to like they're already like way ahead like because they, he knows that they're going to consistently play the same squad So with Madrid, it's like, do I take a chance? Maybe if we Barcelona could just draw points here, and we could just pick it up. But like he had to risk his first team, like get them tired, all these things. You know, Ronaldo is like Ronaldo, so he'll keep him on the side, don't consider him. But he considered his less, uh, his you know, other ten men, and he didn't want to take. I felt like, of course, he didn't want to take that chance. So instead, he just like put his chips where he knew he was gonna win it. So and he put it on, and he did it. He 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 uh, gambled right but also it cost us something yeah so i i that's I get that's it. what I, a, but I, as i said like i mean he remembered is such a job where you need to deliver trophy after trophy after trophy so if it means kind of like let go letting go of one of the trophies to ensure that i mean you know you're going to get another one so yeah. it, it kind of is like a payoff and uh, i think he got it spot on during those years yeah uh, and mm-hmm. i think fortunately one of the managers to not be sacked but rather leave the club at that point of time which is right I mean, he, he left a, i think he left on decisions. a high yeah he did he didn't make a good decision any manager would have left like that on a high you want to leave on a high you don't want to leave like horribly after one more season and we've not done anything also that the next season we didn't have ronaldo he was off he was gone so i think zidane foresaw that He, see, he knew that Ronaldo was leaving, and he's like, "I don't. I think I can't handle this." Like, you know, any 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 sensible manager would have left. It's the same thing Pep did. He, he understood. He got Barcelona as like four titles and two Champions League, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done here. I I don't have anything else to do." I mean, he could have stayed on and become like their greatest, even more greatest manager ever. Like, he could have done that. He could have won another two, three Champions League with Messi. Messi just hitting his like stride, you know. So yes. he could have done that. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? But like, it's not like Messi was ever leaving. But I think Pep was more ambitious. Like you know, there's a difference. Pep was more ambitious. He wanted to go and try out other leagues. He wanted to, you know, use his formula. He wanted like put his like uh, the ethic of his game style into every league. Pep really changed Bundesliga for like forever. Like now they all yeah. like if you look at Leipzig today. they're following that mentality of pep like you know they're looking at how pep used to be in the league and even dortmund and all these other clubs they've changed their whole game style just to like you know fit that style just to it's it's insane like 
and even the same way with in the yeah. premier league yeah i i mean i get it i like you were talking about how la liga is more competitive right now and we seeing it even in bundesliga we seeing it in uh, serie a as well with inter milan i think and juventus having that battle there i think premier yeah. league is the only one where the gap between yeah, 1 it's... and 2 is quite big Yeah, it's I, 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 league one. I really don't know about the French league, but uh, but I mean, like talking about how competitive it is, is this now a further compounding of a problem that Real Madrid have in terms of winning the league? That I mean, you, winning the league as it is was a little bit of an issue when it when it was just Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid and maybe Atletico Madrid as well. But now you're seeing little more more teams battle it out there, more teams. play more open uh, and is that and is that a further issue that you have to contend with well yeah now it's like obviously back then in la liga the mentality was like stay in the league regardless of whatever whatever position you are just stay in the league like you know they're getting money off just staying in the league now with the new spanish tv rights and everything from what i've heard these guys are going to get more money than ever in la liga like in history or something in the next year in next year or two so like so now every team is like slowly shifted that dynamic and the mentality it's not just stay in the league now it's like more like compete in the league like start competing start going for those europa league and champions league spots because now this is the time where you know every club wants to start investing into the club make it bigger most like even redesign the stadiums atletico madrid did it they've added more seats camp nou is planning to do it the santiago bernabeu is like obviously going through a change like they've already like you know greenlit the plans to improve the stadiums and even other small clubs are doing it now even valencia villarreal they're trying to improve their own this uh, you know improve their own stadium grounds and everything because they know that big money is coming in and we can attract more people to come in and for that reason we need to stay, not just stay in the league we need to be more competitive we need to start hitting like you know those spots like where you they never thought of before so i think every not just la liga every league has thought of it that way that you know it's like just forget about like you know just playing here and then staying in the league and like start competing let's let's like you know go for it now let's just go for like however we high weekend it's not like all the good teams are just underperforming and these teams are just like you know scrapping through it's i i don't feel like that's the right thing it's not the right mentality it's what it is is now everyone wants to wants a piece of the cake like you know they all want to get in that those spots and they're going to do whatever it takes so they're going to improve their squads they're going to improve their scouting for youth players to come in and you know uh turn up the uh, turn up the squad everything like uh, is uh, so you know uh, it's 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 pretty much that so now even all the big clubs they just have to be like you know wary of it even real madrid right. barcelona atletico they they have to be wary they have to be wary of it if not then you know they lose even they lose their position now even la liga is really tight they're just like uh, you know like trailing by two points now even we want tonight yeah. with back on top with by just a point but anything it takes is barcelona playing another few like 2 3 hours and who knows what happens but like you know whoever like I, it's not like yeah no, no, i get it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, no sorry who, who uh, should start I mean, you you yeah yeah like always always is the problem whenever i speak it's, yeah Uh, like no, no, it's anybody's. not you. It's like we're just like brainstorming here and shit. Like you know, it's like okay, what is saying? Uh, like no, oh, I'm a cunt in the scene. Yeah, no, because go it, ahead, it man. Say it. Say it. No, no, yeah, I mean, like it, it makes sense. Like everything that's been spoken about, like how competitive and how I mean, you spoke again about how revenues play a huge part in make in making the league more competitive because it's more lucrative now for uh, teams to kind of go ahead and try and break into those uh, Europe or uh, Europe. european sports rather and yeah uh yeah i mean it, it's going to be interesting to see how i mean we as i said real madrid were as it is juggling between the champions league and the la liga and kind of prioritizing one over the other it's going to be even more interesting now if there are other teams that are competing whether that kind of further pushes real madrid's levels to go further and then you know compete more in la liga because they're seeing more challenges there 
rather mm-hmm. because you know they don't want to lose so that and they know that earlier on even if they didn't play their best they wouldn't lose but they would draw at least but now if they don't play their best they will they have a chance of losing because these teams are now starting to be that good so exactly uh, yeah so so that that's one and and then i guess the champions league it depends now they're playing man city so it's going to be anybody's game that that match so it's going to be really interesting to see now uh, so let me let me uh, ask you this okay so now it's the start of a new decade the end of an old one and yeah. i've been asking this to everyone uh, what their favorite favorite memories were not only from last year but from the past decade so what was your favorite memory from 2019 specifically oh from madrid 2019 oh i thought we we're going to ask like the whole decade okay madrid 2019 um, well i want to start off yeah. with 2019 first all right i guess i guess like you know obviously um Uh, you know uh, what can i even say like we've just been like of course we've been performing well here and there but i don't think nothing much noteworthy i i wish i could say something i guess maybe i would what i would say was the the bruges uh you know uh, round uh, the se- the second uh, the first yeah sorry the, the third game against club bruges in uh, the champions league of course we we were trailing two nil in that game and somehow we just picked ourselves up and came back to to that was an exciting game to watch it was like just really upsetting how madrid were playing at the start but then somehow we just like clicked and we came back into that game so that gave me like a lot of uh, hope a lot of uh, this thing an insight to like okay is madrid is like slowly picking up their form again here and then and of course after that fixture we went on to win like Like, you know four four five league games in a row and we were we were top for a while that way and that that was like i think my one of my most uh, like you know like my best memories from madrid in 2019 like you know so because yeah. i'm not going mean, i'm not going yeah i'm not going to talk about the end of 2018 2019 season like that's not happening for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not a very good memory it's just like the start of 2019 yeah. okay yeah it was it's pretty good for us. we signed hazard you know a player we really wanted really needed like for a while now since last season yeah, I, yeah ever since last season we needed him but okay he's here now finally and of course we signed some really good replace uh, you know some good really backup we have now like i said like i did complain before that we didn't have valuable backup but now we do we got luka jovic we have like our youngsters federico valverde and you know we got adam alasio we got forlan mendy you know so we have like we have really good like backup now and i'm happy about that that's also a good man that's a good thing i i look forward to for madrid and um, yeah i'm just uh, i'm just like um, more happy that we made more improvements to the squad this season and like you know hopefully even like the next season and the next like you know couple of seasons more we continue to do this develop more of the youth see them grow like you know and obviously start like you know challenging realistically for the league like rather than just like let it go and like i i mean we've already put, done it like the european trophies like i feel like in my opinion uh champions league is like like kind of like we've done it all there's nothing more to do yeah. in my opinion i, I feel mean, like we've done you it. cannot win the champions league for another 8 odd years and you'd still probably have the most number of league ti- uh, champions league titles in the in uh, yeah. the history in the history yeah we've done it we've set the bar pretty high so we can just like you know i feel we can just like you know slow our heels on that one obviously still perform compete and don't look like a dick like, you know just come, just <laughs> still compete and shit but like really guys i just hope like we real madrid really like start doing like you know eight i i want to see like at least five la ligas in a row that's like i'm not asking for eight i'm like asking for at least five and i think that's achievable if like who like if zidane or like you know whoever the next manager of real madrid is like you know they can do something like that because you know just two in the last decade is is just sad like you know i was not like expecting that that low of a number also like you know because when you talk about like four champions league okay that's a huge number but two league titles that's that's nothing that's not impressive at all like you know that's the same that's the same amount of titles atletico madrid has 
also and i just don't want to be compared to those guys like at all like so like you know yeah no you see, i you know, i completely agree with you yeah and you see barcelona run away with it you know so i mean come on like compete with these guys now it's time it's time you guys are winning more league titles i think the fans want to see it now because they know every fan knows that yeah you guys have done enough in the champions league even this season champions league like we're just uh, okay cool whatever pink city at least we at least hopefully we beat them and that's it like you know we just don't want to go down to city that's that's all our expectation is right now had it been any other team it's like okay just get out of the quarter finals that's it like you know like nobody cares like do you you have you have the squad to like really compete in the league now but like you know don't waste that squad for a title nobody is like you know even giving you credit as an underdog to win it like madrid are nowhere in the bookies table i feel, I feel. like you know when it comes to winning the champions yeah. league yeah so like okay yeah, i so think it happened since ronaldo left so yeah Okay, yeah, sure. Like I'll give you that as well. But like, you know, we don't have the I I want to we won't have the squad. Like we don't have the squad is still like, you know, in and out. Ramos is almost close to the end. Marcelo is definitely close to the end. Benzema somehow is picking up form, but is this going to last one more season and you know, we're going to like look for a better like a better first team striker for sure. And then like obviously we need to improve the right wing. you know and our midfield is old cruz just hit 30 today like good for him happy birthday cruz and modric is like he's also like one foot already out of the door of madrid uh, out of madrid like you know he's so we have like all these aging players we need to get rid of now and like obviously rebuild restructure the team and i think zidane is going to play a huge major factor in that because like he's already known to constantly rotate the squad or anything like that. I don't know if he has like an Alex Ferguson style calling and bringing in the right players or anything. And obviously, but he has to deal with Perez who's more of a celebrity football hunter, you know. You go for all these guys who are just like amazing in like one season and you know, Ames Rodriguez like like that like just one tournament and he'll buy him. Of course, never used him again. The only I think sensible transfer we ever made was Isco that way. because Isco was just a like big player in Malaga and La Liga and they noticed that and they got him and I was surprised when we got him that way I was like wow okay he's not even like a star, like a huge star star player kind of guy it's just like what this guy is just like in La Liga that's it and obviously he had like a one fantastic run in the Champions League with Malaga and, with Malaga at the time so it was like okay yeah i guess it, it, it was fine like his his transfer i can justify but like you know i feel like now even with madrid like even we should still like go in that route of like making uh, sensible transfers transfers that can really help the team perform and everything even if it's just like the other guys it's okay it's cool like you know you don't have to take like people like pogba or something like right. you, he's not going to dramatically I, i maybe he's a good player you know obviously i'll give him credit for that but i don't know if he's like what we need right now is he the right choice or is, are we just like always uh, doing the same mistake again and again and again getting all these world class players and who don't just perform somehow at the club you know uh, so i get it yeah i yeah, i, mean, I understand yeah. i mean there's always talk of the neymars and the mbappes and the i mean the who's who the galactico signings but uh, yeah like you you always there are always the underdogs or the lesser known players who go under the radar who kind of may have fit the system much better than these much players. better exactly exactly uh, Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you kind of answer my question as to what you'd expect from what you're going to expect from 2020 in the next decade. But let me ask oh. you this. What <laughs> yeah. what what is your favorite memory from this entire decade? Oh my god. That would be two memories. The first right. one would be yeah, the first one would be Cristiano Ronaldo scoring that amazing goal in El Clasico. I I don't remember who really chipped it from 70 yards to him. but the way he backheeled the ball to control it and get it forward towards him and then go on to score a goal i think that's like the one of the best goals i've ever seen in football that was over pk right yeah it was over pk that too <laughs> so it's like one of the best like if i have to like remember shit just when i'm sitting down i remember that goal for some reason cuz it always keeps coming to my head 
like always like you know even i, I remember there was like that was so many years ago i tried to emulate that shit it's just stupid but i just like <laughs> i was just so thrilled like man that's an amazing goal like how can you not like remember so we were all grown up trying to emulate or trying to recreate some of these uh, ridiculous yeah, right? stuff i mean Ridic- yeah it's ridiculous it's in the yeah exactly so that's like one goal i really love because i think like that was like i think it was a defining goal that was like the one el clasico we won i i think it was ronaldo's like third season with us and like this is the el clasico he performed like he really like wanted to like you know kick barcelona and shit like he got it he had it he got it like that was it was a really really kick ass memory for me shit and then the second one is obviously obviously Sergio Ramos's 93rd header minute header oh my god i can oh, never yeah. forget i can never forget that day i can never forget that day it was like counting down in 92 15 it was the corner kick it was our last kick of the game literally and i was just like holding my hands on my face like i didn't want to cry like oh, if we, if this goes to shit but done like i, I don't want to lose atletico madrid of all teams like you know at this stage because they won the league that year as well so like yeah, you know why yeah. give why give them this also like no way in hell like you know so <laughs> so like i i, I, I can clearly recall coke's face when i think it was coke yeah, yeah, uh, yeah when when ramos scored that and he had been subbed off just a minute earlier or something just a minute earlier yeah he was already yeah. like celebrating in the bench and everything you know yeah and then it happened and his face was like oh shit here we just, go again yeah totally destroyed so it was so much pleasure to me but i couldn't care the moment cuz i remember when the goal was scored like the thing is where we were watching in the in the cafe uh the the ground floor was 20 seconds late okay from the upstairs uh, from the first floor thing So from the first floor we heard like insane amount of screaming and because the first floor was screaming like crazy we just started screaming before the goal even happened and we were like screaming we were screaming while uh, while the goal was happening and when we saw it, we even like burst out even more people started throwing chairs and shit dude it was amazing i can't forever forget that i can't ever forget that that's like one of the wow. best one of my best memories like you know of real madrid ever sergio ramos oh my god dude a god nice. like honestly <laughs> so yeah and to okay and to balance this out i have to ask you what was your not so favorite memory from the past decade oh my god it's the probably the the loss against barcelona like 4-1 i think that was just the worst that was just the worst i think like you know we i even like i remember we were watching that game and i said like uh, who is the defender at that time uh it was it was a, it was a white guy uh Barcelona oh, guy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I yeah, know it's like, not very Langley? specific. No, no, not Langley, not Langley. Like, um, uh, it, no, no. This is when Ronaldo was still there. Like, it was oh, Piqué um, and it was this other dude. Oh my God, how, how did I forget? No, not Puyol, not Puyol. Okay, no, 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 not Puyol, not Puyol. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's another was, bad memory yeah. for me. But Ma- it was so, a Matteo. Oh, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. The French uh, guy, something. Matteo, the old guy. the old guy the guy who used to smoke and shit that dude so oh no yeah, what's so, it Bo- no wait bomalin not bomalin no 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 not not bomalin man of course you can never forget bomalin it was the other guy i remember i was the other guy so i i remember like it was a set piece and i called out like they're not going to score and they eventually obviously scored and from then on they went scoring another three goals while all the madrid players looked dumbfounded i just remember like ugh, This is like the worst thing that ever happened to me. I was hoping for a Madrid, but because I, I remember our league performance was the whole performance in the league was so strong that that build-up game was, it looked scary for Barcelona. Like, oh my God, okay, we're not going to do it. And then Neymar performs, and like Suarez performs. Messi surprisingly didn't perform much. It was really Neymar and Suarez that game, and yeah, that was like the worst oh, thing I've was against Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. But we got and even Ronaldo didn't perform. It was Benzema who scored that one goal, I remember. So, yeah, it was like that was like a dumb. It's like that's one of the worst things I remember. Like and then if you want to count the whole 2018 2019 season, that's also another one. Like of course. Like, <laughs> like you know. I would, like, so that would be number one given how bad that went like three managers uh, we, in one three season. Three managers is I mean, yeah. I I try not to remember that. 
I try to remember like you know the other things. But yeah, that that is also there equal equivalent there like you know to <laughs> to that one Barcelona loss. Like I felt like yeah, that was like really bad that loss for us. Because it really like destroyed our league. That uh, the whole league for us after that. So we trailed Barcelona by like some twelve points. Yeah, we did because of that. It's like it went completely down for us. Like we completely went downhill from there. Yeah, so we lost the league by like twelve points or something. I remember. I mean, so, yeah, I, it, it's not the it's not the most uh, happiest point to end this podcast episode, but. I guess I mean there's no better time it's better to finish it off quickly rather than talk more about how depressing that season was. Oh uh, uh, yeah that's yeah but this is like a this is like a dream for every Barca fan I was just dissing them completely in the start and now I'm ending up with like you know <laughs> giving them all the good stuff uh, here like yeah remember that you so that, that's like, why we that's why I try and hope I that's why I try and provide like a more holistic more balanced approach like you this Barca I thought Let's just give them that little bit of like, yeah, or like, <laughs> yeah, grief exactly. at the end. Yeah, um, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so I guess that's it we have for this part. That's all the time we have for this part of this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, if you've been listening all the way from episode twenty-four, part one, to now, thanks for staying on for so long. Uh, if you've just joined us. I'd recommend you go back and watch it all. I mean, listen it, listen to it. I don't know why you'd want to watch yeah. it. I don't know how you could watch it, but thanks. Yeah. Uh, listen to that. Listen to the previous parts. You can also follow the upcoming parts soon. We'll try and upload them as soon as possible. So thanks again, Janet, for being our resident Real Madrid fan and talking everything Real Madrid. Pleasure to be here. Always pleasure to be here. And to the viewers, happy 2020, guys. Like set some goals. You know, for, for again. The focus in life, and hopefully, pray for Real Madrid winning the winning a league title this year. <laughs> uh, try try and focus quickly before World War Three is to start. Oh my okay. goodness! Yeah, <laughs> what a way to start off the new decade, right? But I uh, know, right? Like I just woke up and I was like, "The fuck is going on, man?" Like already, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so thanks again. Once uh, thanks again for listening and tuning in once again. Uh, don't forget to leave a like, drop in a comment, rate us, and tell us if you want to be a part of the podcast too. You can also subscribe to the channel as well as follow us on our Twitter account. Uh, I guess that's it for episode 24, part 5. I'll see you once again on part 6. This is your host, Praddy, once again, and see you.